Cool. So this is Celeb's Fund, Barrett Edelstein, and I'm excited today to be speaking to Mr. Jethro Tate. So Jethro, where do we find you in the world? What's happening in your life? And tell us what's going on. So I'm currently in Johannesburg. Um, I live here. I'm originally from Cape Town, um, but I moved up here, I think, six, seven years ago. Um, so it's been quite a while. Um, yeah, I'm just keeping busy with music. Um, I'm actually in my little home studio at the moment. Um, this is where I spend almost every day just working on stuff. Um, so yeah, I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm good. Thank you. So, now tell us, so that, were you born in Cape Town? Yes, I was born there. Okay. So what was that like coming from Cape Town energy to Johannesburg energy? What was that like for you to experience the two or from that culture? It's definitely a very different energy. Um, <laughs> Cape Town is so back and so chilled yeah. um, where things things move quite fast here in Johannesburg. Yeah. <laughs> um, and everything's like really far apart. So you can't just get anywhere quickly. Like yeah. you drive for at least like four five minutes wherever you're going um so that was a big change um but now when i go back to cape town that kind of feels like i'm on holiday yeah so i have adjusted to being here and this kind of feels like home now whereas cape town feels like a holiday um but yeah it was it was quite a big change but something that i'm used to cool so let's take it now all the way back uh to well, not all the way <laughs> you're still young <laughs> But let's, let, tell us about your musical journey. I read that you started with the guitar at age 13. Tell us, uh, tell us what inspired you to do that, to pick it up, and why that instrument? So I actually originally wanted to play the drums. Um, but my mom got me, got me a guitar. Maybe she was like, no, too much noise. You're, you're going to play guitar. Um, but yeah, it was something that I didn't expect to fall in love with as much as I did. Um, I think it had something to do with my dad as well. My dad passed away just after I was born. Um, oh, but okay. I always heard stories about how he was a musician and he played guitar and a bit of drums and stuff. So I think like that was kind of something that I could connect with him. Um, even though I didn't know him, it was like something that we shared. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I started at 13 as an extra mural activity in school just because I had to do something. Guitar seemed like a cool option. Um, then I started like a garage band with Matthew Mole, actually. Um, oh, wow. We, we started our first ever like thing together because we used to skateboard at the local skate park together. And one day it was just like, I play guitar. I also play guitar. Cool, let's start a band. Um, and yeah, that's kind of where we got started with songwriting and just like working on music. Um, I then went to a theater school where I studied musical theater and drama. Um, I did that for four years. And then I went to the cruise ships. <laughs> um, and I did that for six months, just singing in uh, one of the lounges on the ships. Um, when I came back, I joined a boy band type thing. <laughs> um, and we did a talent show and we won that. Um, and that was kind of where I started getting into the industry and started working as like a recording artist. Um, and yeah, we were together for like three years and then for the past, since like 2017, um, I've been solo now just doing my own thing. Okay. So let's unpack some of that. So have you ever thought about doing musical theater yourself? I have, I have done it. Um, oh, okay. So what have, have you done? I did, um, so while I was in theater school, I did, we did Hairspray. 
Um, okay. I was in history. Yeah. Uh, then after that, I did the Book of Mormon. Yes. For uh, like uh, just a little show. Um, I did Peter Pan. <laughs> um, I've done a couple of things, uh, but I kind of like through doing it, I realized that music was my my main passion and that was what I wanted to pursue. So I kind of left the theater thing. But I mean, I don't put theater down. Theater's hard work. No, no, not, not at no. all. No, yeah, no. yeah, it's damn no. hard work. You, the theater guys, they, yeah. they, they hit the walls, hit the pavements, whatever you call it. They work damn hard. And yeah, yeah. I mean, we see the end result. We go there one night out of their seven shows a week and we think, oh, you know, fabulous, whatever. But it's, it's damn hard work doing theater. Yeah, it's definitely, you know, in no ways am I putting it down. Like, okay, okay, okay. It was nothing to do with, oh, this is easy. I'm going to yeah, yeah. do something more difficult. Yeah. It was just, I kind of realized that I enjoyed writing songs and that was something I was more passionate about than doing theater shows. Okay. Um, but it is definitely something that takes a lot of hard work, a lot of rehearsal. Um, yeah, it's very, very tough industry. And at least it allowed you to show you where your passion is. It was made. Yeah, of, yeah. I mean, I think it also like helped me a lot with like developing my skills as like a singer or performer um, through doing all of that stuff. You kind of do learn a lot of techniques and a lot of things that you can kind of carry into the whole music industry. Exactly. Now let's dive into your, uh, for those who are listening, the inverted commas boy band experience. What was that like? What was it like being part of a band compared to being a solo solo artist? It was it was cool while it lasted. I mean, we did the whole talent show thing, which was fun. I mean, that's obviously like a very cool way to kind of enter the industry. But as talent shows go, it kind of ends when the talent show ends because yeah. like there's this, everyone's doing like this huge production around you for the the show, um, and then you exit the show and you're kind of just in the real world where things don't get done for you. Um, we were also kind of stuck in a deal that wasn't great. Um, just you know, being pushed in the direction of music that wasn't really something that was working for us. Um, so yeah, it was, it was a very cool experience and it was nice, obviously, having like bandmates and people you can bounce things off of and mm -hmm. people who you can share the workload with obviously as a solo artist everything's on you to kind of figure out um so yeah i mean it was definitely a cool experience something that i really enjoyed but i am happier being a solo artist now i suppose yes there's that um you know the camaraderie of having the diff the band together but you know sometimes and not talking about your bandmates i'm talking gen i'm generalizing now when you've got yeah two people in the room, three people in the room, 10 people in the room, however many people in the room, egos come to play. And it's like, oh, you know, I want to sing that part. I want to sing that part. I wrote that. <laughs> I wrote, no, I didn't write that. When's my turn? Why am I not singing this part? And all the, <laughs> I, I, those, you know, the energies of the, of the, all the different relationships of the, the, you know, the different personalities in the room need to gel really well. Yeah, I, I guess we were kind of lucky in that regard. We we did gel quite well. We didn't we didn't have too many fights or disagreements. Yeah. Um, and I think each member kind of knew where they fit in in the group. So we weren't really like fighting for the same roles, if that makes sense. Um, 
we also didn't really like do the whole lead singer thing so we all kind of sang equally and okay. made sure we all had decent parts and no one really felt left out okay, okay. <laughs> no because you see some of these bands sometimes and then you actually wonder what's going on behind the scenes so the fact that you yeah. job well now tell us um about your creative process your writing music i know you write music for yourself you write for other artists what is it do you, when you write first of all writing for yourself tell us about that journey and how that experience is so writing is yeah it's probably the thing i'm most passionate about i like being in the studio i like sitting and just writing songs um it's a it's a process that's quite difficult to describe because i think people think you kind of sit down and you have this idea and you just start writing mm-hmm. um where a lot of the time it's just like it almost feels like it comes from somewhere else so i will just be sitting playing some chords on guitar or, or doing something on like keyboard um and it's almost like you just start mumbling things until sentences start to form and you start like realizing okay there is something being said here and that's kind of like how i base my songs around that i don't really always start with a, okay i'm writing a song about being happy or a song about this or that it kind of just comes in the moment and it always happens around like just mumbling on top of music um so yeah i i don't know i don't know how like to really describe the process because mm-hmm. it's it is a very like strange process where it just feels like it comes from somewhere else like something is kind of flowing through you that that totally makes sense so like you're an instrument to get the words out there it's just it's coming through you yeah. and out of you and is it the same process when you write for other uh, artists or is it slightly different if i'm by myself writing for someone else then it's kind of the same process if i'm in a room with another artist or i've been given like a brief of what they want mm-hmm. the song to be about then it is a bit more formulated um because you do have like an idea from the start of what direction the song has to go in um so it does it does change slightly uh, especially if there is another artist in the room with you that you are working with and do you prefer uh, writing uh, by yourself or but uh, collaborating with others or is it equal um i would probably lean slightly towards creating by myself okay. i do enjoy the collaboration thing i i just think those work better when you do go in with like a bit of a starting idea um a lot of the time if you go in and both of you don't know what you're going to do you're just kind of winging it you kind of just sit there staring at each other for a while <laughs> just, just like, like singing random things and it's like oh cool no oh that's cool, no, that's cool. Um, so it does help having that like starting point before yeah. going in session. It can be a bit awkward, I suppose. <laughs> if yeah, you don't especially know that. if you don't really know each other too well. Yeah, like you don't you don't know what to say or like if yeah. you should say what you're thinking for the song. Um, so it's nice to have a starting point before. Yeah. So do you think sometimes that, um, especially if you don't know the person well, sometimes the I don't want to say. You start doubting yourself because you think, oh, should I say this? Shouldn't I say that? Because, oh, will they judge me? Won't they judge me? Do all those things start playing in your mind? They do a little bit. Um, I'm generally quite a reserved person, so I'm not super outspoken. I'm not 
the loudest person in the room ever. <laughs> so in those situations where I'm like meeting someone new and having to write with them for the first time, it can be a bit daunting to like just throw your ideas out there because you're not sure if it's just an idea that resonates with you and the other person yeah. is going to be like, nah, <laughs> that doesn't work. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I do, if I do go into those situations, I do sort of prepare some things where it can just be a starting point, like I said. Um, and then if they don't like it, then, I mean, they can just say, but uh, yeah, when you're in that moment of having to just kind of throw things out very quickly, it can be a bit daunting and you it does, you do get in your head a bit about, is the person going to like think this is really bad? <laughs> Maybe I think that it's not. <laughs> And are there any um, local or international artists, put it out there that you will get be in, collaborating with them, but are any local or international artists that you have yet to collaborate with who you would like to do, do so? Sure. I would love to work with, like, obviously, someone like Ed Sheeran. Um, of course, yes. Yeah. I looked up to for, for such a long time. Yeah. Um, but I also, I also feel like what we're talking about now, I don't know how well it would go because I would feel very intimidated. <laughs> it would be very daunting. Yeah. So I feel like I would know like what to throw out there and it might like not really go anywhere. Um, but that would definitely be someone that I would, sure, if I got to write with Ed Sheeran, that would be like a bucket list moment. Well, let's say when that happens, not if, and when it happens, <laughs> you know, the thing is, he seems, he seems like such a nice down-to-earth guy that he's just like, yeah, let's just jam, let's just do this, let's just have fun, and he just seems to be like an open, present, energetic yeah. person that uh, he, you'll be with him for two minutes and you guys would have written a song in ten. <laughs> <laughs> let's, hope, let's hope so, let's hope it happens and it goes that smoothly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Now, um, tell us about a little bit more about your new music. So, yeah, I've just released the new song called Here With You. Um, it's it's quite a stripped down track. It's something that I was playing around with. Um, I recently got a new electric guitar. And in my first day plugging it in, I wrote this song. Um, and I back to like the basics of how I started writing songs. Um, which was just me in a room with a guitar singing. Um, I think I kind of took some time this year to reflect on like where I am in my career and what I've done. Um, and I realized I was getting quite caught up in like charts and numbers and stuff. Mm -hmm. Like it's very difficult in this industry not to because everything, everyone kind of bases how good you are on how well you're charting and yeah. the numbers behind your music. Um, so yeah, you can get caught up in making songwriting decisions based on that because you're like, is this going to play on radio? Are people going to think this is cool? Um, so I kind of wanted to just like rewire my thinking a bit and I took it back to like how I used to write songs. Um, and that's kind of what I've been doing with, with the new stuff I'm working on is just focus on writing stuff that I like and not thinking too much about how it's going to be received or how popular it's going to be or if radio is going to push it to number one. Because um, I think those that that way of writing, you always end up with the best music you can make anyway. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I've just been focusing a lot on trying to push all of those other ideas out of my mind. And I'm sure the listening audience can tell when it's an authentic 
uh, story or um, concept or song coming from a place of authenticity compared to, oh, I need to get so many 100,000 downloads or get to number one in the charts. They're able to read that. And then it's like, oh, I'm sure. Yeah, I think you can definitely tell when something has been made for like commercial purposes of just doing well commercially um so yeah i am it is something i've been very aware of throughout my career um i think that's why i've also been quite slow with releases sometimes because i want to make sure what i'm releasing feels authentic to me and it's not something that i'm just kind of pushing out to get streams or like playlisting and stuff yeah now you've you work in the acoustic world you work in the electronic world Tell us the difference between the two. And do you approach when you're writing music for the sort of different genres, do you approach it differently or is it the same? And it just ends up being, okay, this is going to be more acoustic. This is going to be more electronic. Tell us a little bit more about the differentiation. So it's usually all pretty similar. Um, my, my process is pretty similar regardless of what I'm working on. Um, if I am working on like a more electronic dance track and I've been given an instrumental to kind of write to, I still go through the whole stage of just mumbling things over <laughs> until I find find where I'm going with this. Um, and sometimes I will then just take out my guitar and work out the chords and switch off the backtrack and just start playing on the guitar and write that way. Um, so I do, I do kind of gravitate towards a specific way of writing um it is definitely more acoustic and more stripped back and then things are added later um to kind of build the whole song and do you prefer acoustic or um dance or is it equal for you i i'm definitely more comfortable in acoustic spaces um dance music is something that kind of just happened i never never ever made the decision where i was like i'm gonna make dance music um <laughs> And I got given opportunities to work with some great dance acts. Um, and like, I really love the songs that we came up with. So yeah, I, I'm definitely more comfortable with just an acoustic guitar or like keys or something. Um, but I definitely do enjoy still working on the electronic dance music. What's it? Well, like you said earlier, you're a little bit more reserved guy, you know, not the loudest person in the room. And I suppose acoustic yeah. is more reserved where dance is the loudest person in the room. So sometimes, <laughs> sometimes it's cool just to, sometimes it's cool just to let the hair go and just, just be the dance person, let be the loudest person in the room sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I definitely enjoy it. Um, it's not, it's not something that I like will shy away from ever. I'll keep doing it if there's like opportunity to do mm. it. Um, I just, if I'm by myself, I'm not going to head in that direction. Naturally, it will always be more stripped down, acoustic based. And the the new song, is it coming from a new album? We've got an album coming out soon or what the plans around that? So I I have been working on a body of work for the past, like maybe two, like from the beginning of lockdown, basically, we've been working on these songs. Um I haven't decided how many of them I'm putting out or how big the body work's going to be, or if we're just going to do like single by single. Um, but there definitely is a body of work behind this latest song. Like there are a lot more songs. We just, we just still this what the process of putting them out is going to be. Okay, cool. And performing live, 
tell us about that. Do you enjoy doing that? Um, obviously, the dance is different to the acoustic, <laughs> but you prefer doing the acoustic. Tell us about your experience of when you perform live. Performing live is something that I still find quite difficult to get used to um, because, like I said, I'm quite reserved. I'm yeah. not a super out Um So that is probably the side of it that it's not that I don't enjoy it. It's just the I find most difficult to kind of be out there with because people expect a lot of energy. And obviously, if you're paying money to go to like a festival or something, you want to have a good time. You don't want to watch someone standing there neatly, <laughs> like in the court singing their song. Um, so I think I definitely, I definitely enjoy it. And I, I have like grown a lot in it. Um, but it is probably the side of being uh, artist that I find the most daunting um, just because of my personality. Yeah. But I you know, definitely, yeah. You, you know what I find, find irritating? And I don't know for you, I'm the person who is always in the front and enjoying it, but I'm not the person with my cell phone out trying to get the perfect video yeah. or perfect. I'm there in the moment, you know, enjoying the song and doing dancing, having a blast. And I find it so frustrating, the people around me, like you on stage, as close to me, sort of in the screen as we are now. So the people who are listening, we mm. are doing a Zoom interview. So, you know, we quite, I can see you quite clearly. But, you know, the guys next to me have got their cell phones out, trying to get the perfect image, perfect video. From your perspective on the stage, what is that to see all of that? And how does that make you feel? Um. Yeah, I mean, I'm also probably definitely more a person who's just in the moment and not going to whip out my phone and start filming. Um, I'm also very bad with social media. That's probably why, because I'm not like if I'm doing something, I'm not like. But yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't really bother me when I'm performing. I mean, it's so natural these days to just see people on their phones. So yeah. it's not it's not something that I'm like, ah, oh, look at these people on their phones. Why can't they just be in the moment? Yeah. Um, I guess it also as an artist, like it helps because they are then sharing that and it's reaching more people. Um, so it is like, uh, you want people to be in the moment, kind of just enjoying the show, but you're also like, thanks for sharing it. I appreciate that. Okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, makes I mean, it's like, like uh, there's two sides to it. Yeah. That's interesting. I never thought of that. Now, I'm going to put you on the spot. <laughs> I love playing this game. So off the top of your head, and it doesn't necessarily, I say favorite in inverted commas, but it doesn't necessarily have to be your favorite. Your top five songs by other artists. Ooh. Any genre, any decade, any uh, uh, local, international, your top five, go. <laughs> <laughs> how much time do we have <laughs> uh, two minutes <laughs> no three minutes so, okay i'm gonna start with definitely fleetwood mac dreams um that's why i did a version of it because it's always just been one of my favorite songs um i'm really into an artist at the moment called jeremy zucker um and he's got a song called therapist that i listen to on repeat all the time wait so is he uh, local or international international okay cool i haven't heard of him i'll check him out yeah no, number three um, number three number three you know it, it's got to be edged like i feel like the rest are all edge here um just because there's so many songs of his that i love okay um, that's fine what what is my favorite insurance song 
sure i caught this just like so many all of them like thinking out loud shape of you <laughs> um even though like the first one's 18 um okay so we'll take that as four three and four one one more song last one yes um sure this is actually really difficult. Like I you know, <laughs> there's so many songs you listen to. You can't yeah. like pinpoint five. Um, I'm gonna go with "Stay Away to Heaven" by Led Zeppelin. Wow, um, cool! It's cool a tracks. old one. That's yeah, a really amazing song. I love it. And what's next for Jethro Tate? So, like I said, I've been working on like a lot of lot of music. So. Yep. In the, in the new year um we are working to get all of that out um hoping to have quite a lot of releases in 2023 um so yeah for the rest of the year i've kind of got this track out might work on a couple of remixes of it um and yeah just kind of taking it easy and preparing everything for 2023 because i feel like that's going to be the year where i'm going to be working quite hard with a lot of releases cool and working with ed sheeran <laughs> cross his fingers <laughs> so the podcast is listened to locally obviously around the world what's your final message to our listening audience like an inspirational message or <laughs> whatever you want to say whatever you want to say so i don't i don't know i'm like so bad with messages and inspirational talks and things like that um, it feels like i'm doing a um a school oral <laughs> <laughs> so should we say um, yeah carry on what whatever whatever uh, you like to say no i really don't know i like is there any like pointers you can give me on what because uh, i feel like just the message is very broad i could be like stay in school <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I don't... okay so let's so uh, for someone who loves your music and is a complete fan and is um inspired by you what would you like to say to them thank you so much for <laughs> supporting um uh, firstly um and yeah, I mean, if you are someone who's into music and wants to make music, I would say just kind of go with it and keep keep practicing. Um, and like as cliche as it sounds, just believe in what you're doing um, because there will always be an audience somewhere that does connect with the specific things you are wanting to say and you're wanting to put out there. Um, I think that's something that I got caught up with and I think a lot of artists have got caught up with is just kind of thinking about what, you think people want to hear um so yeah just focus on being authentic and keep doing what you do you will find your audience and you will make the music you're meant to make brilliant so this is slave science as jethro said keep doing what you're doing keep practicing and keep showing up slave science signing out with jethro tate cool so jethro thank you so much for your time as thank i said um I really appreciate it. I will, um, if you, if it's okay with you, I'm gonna. I saw your email address on the bio, so I'm just gonna e send an email to yourself and to Melissa now, saying thank you for your time. As soon cool. as everything's ready, the week before, I'll say, "Cool, we, I'm gonna start." So normally, what happens is on the Monday um, of the podcast coming out, I do. So I'm on Celebsvent. So you see, previously I was part of that 80s show. 
And I did a whole lot of interviews and it became so successful that about five, six weeks ago that I launched Celeb Savant. So um, the numbers aren't massive on social media, but we're building, <laughs> we're building it up, as you say. Um, so, cool. so on the Monday, there will be a post about Celeb Savant coming out uh, with Jethro Tate. On the Tuesday, I'm going to choose one of your songs as my single of the week. On the Wednesday, the post will come out with the, um, with the podcast. And on the Thursday and Friday, I'll choose a couple of clips and post those as links. And I'll also send the full interview for you to share on your platform so you can have it for your records as well. So okay, um, cool. that'll be in about six weeks' time. Um, so don't think I've forgotten you. It's just there are a okay. bunch coming before you. But I really appreciate your time today. Thank you very much. Cool. Yeah. Thank you so much. I Thank appreciate you, Jethro. It. Have, have a brilliant day and good luck with everything, huh? Thank you so much. And then next time we'll do in person and we'll do have in live and then I'll see you at your concerts and I'll be cheering you on. <laughs> I think I'll think of a better motivational speech for them. <laughs> no, no. You know, what you said was brilliant. I loved what you said. That, that was perfect, actually, cool. at the end. Perfect. Cool. Well, thank you, Jethro. Have a brilliant afternoon and we'll chat soon. Chat soon. Cheers. Bye. Cheers. Bye. Bye.